Okay, good morning everyone, welcome back. We are coming to you live once again from the Summerton Community Kailo of Summerton, Philadelphia. A beautiful, uh, it's Tuesday morning, it's Monday morning, Baruch Hashem. we had a bris yesterday morning, so we did not have our regular Derech Hashem programming yesterday morning, but we are beginning one with a one-day delay this week. Tuesday morning, Yom Shem and continuing here with Derech Hashem, here in the fourth paragraph of the fourth section of Derech Hashem, the third paragraph, not the fourth paragraph, but the third paragraph, the fourth paragraph of the fourth section. And we are continuing the discussion of Shema. So we saw so far two primary purposes behind Shema, and therefore two primary points to ponder, kavanas, intentions that a Yid has to have in mind when we saying Shema. So the Shema is about Yichud unifying God, making Hashem one, in spite of and in light of the diversity of existence, make Hashem is one, the one and only source behind all of existence, behind all of existence is power. That was Yichud and then there was Malchus, Kabos or Malchus, accepting Hashem as the Melech, the second Kavanah that we had so far, that Hashem is a Melech who's interested in his creations, in spite of the fact that he's the source of all of his creations, he's interested in a relationship with them, nevertheless, Hashem um, has a will as a melech. He has a ratzon, a a a, a um, interest in in um, how he wants the things being done, and that will, third of all, uh, obligates me. It's a mechayiv. Hashem has a ratzon, and Hashem is the melech. So it's a, that that's a mechayiv for me that I have to subject myself and subjugate myself to Hashem's will. So that's what's going on in Shema thus far. And Yichud, we're testifying to, to the entire world that Hashem is one and only one Malchus. I'm, I'm accepting Hashem's Malchus. In Gimel, before the Ramchal moves on to other aspects of Shema, other Kavanas that are going on, the Gimel is a little bit of a bridge. Well, no, not really a bridge. Gimel is a follow-up to those two ideas. And Gimel, the Ramchal, shows us what's happening in, in the world um, practically as a result of those kavanas, there are practical effects. There are resulting effects from the kavan of Yichud, of unifying God, the kavanas of Machusai, accepting Hashem's authority, that actually does things to the world around me, to the universe, and helps bring the universe one step closer, bit by bit, day by day, with every Jew by Jew, to its ultimate uh, purpose, to its goal, to its objective. And that's what Gimel's going to be all about. So Gimel's a little bit lengthy, but he's going to connect a lot of um, ideas that we've seen with other ideas that we've seen is going to make a lot of connections over here. So uh, it's nice, going to take everything that we learned and just sh- present it to us um, in how that affects the world around us, the universe around us. And just let's speak out as, as a final matter of introduction before we begin Gimel. That um, will justify what this paragraph is doing, over, that, that will hold the discussion of Shema is doing over here in the fourth section, which is again, Ba'avoida, on the topic of Avoida, servicing the Rebbeinu Shalalim, serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And servicing and serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu means bringing the entire world back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Means bring the world full circle, ourselves and the universe. That's really what Avoida is. That's what Avoida is, doing what Hashem wants. Doing what Hashem wants means, you know, fulfilling that master plan, bring the world back to Hashem. So that's really the function of, of, of Gimel, is to show us the function of Shema within this section altogether. Every mitzvah that we're going to discuss over here ultimately has to be discussed in that light of how does this mitzvah, in its performance, 
bring myself, bring the world back to Hashem. So Gimel, V'amnam, Mikol Anyonama Elu Yoytzes Toldois Gedoylus Latikun Kla Kolabriya. Based on everything that we discussed till now, says the Ramchal, the unifying of God, making Hashem one, proclaiming His oneness and His onlyness, and accepting His malchus, that provides and 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 brings down to the entire universe, all of creation. Told us Gedoylus major effects, huge effects of 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 um, perfection to the entire world. How? The the different aspects of existence and how they operate, how they function, they have all been structured and arranged and arranged in such a way. When Hashem's when Hashem's authority, Hashem's kingship is proclaimed, when it's known and public knowledge and accepted. And everyone is aware of Hashem's malchus, Hashem's authority. Hashem is the king. Everyone's not only aware of it, but everyone accepts it. And everyone admits to the truth of it. That's what the Ramachal is describing, what we say in Shemon Ezra, on the high holidays. Everything in creation will a understand that Hashem is the King, and will will but will also the Yomer Kol Hashem They'll accept this. They'll have an awareness. Everything has an awareness that Hashem is the one and only King and authority, and they accept that. They they absorb that information, and they 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 resonate with that information. Nimta bebrum called to the Shava. That places the world automatically in its ideal state, in a state of harmony and perfection, and in the in the, in, 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 in the world of the creations, where the creations are, the world outside of Hashem, we have now automatically goodness, abundance of goodness, tranquility, peace, uh, utopia. This results in utopia. When the entire world accepts God, the entire world is aware of the oneness of God, and the entire world subjugates themselves to that oneness of God, Hashem's authority. That results in oneness. I'm sorry. That results in in a utopian situation. There's there's ever increasing bracha, blessing, bounty, and peace, harmony in the, in the world. The world has reached its its goal of total peace on earth. That's when everything accepts Hashem. However, when Hashem's subjects, which whether they like it or not, call Yitzur and call Pa'ul and all Hashem's handiwork, all Hashem's creations are Hashem's subjects. Um, when they when they break out of of Hashem's authority and they break loose of accepting Hashem. And admitting that Hashem is one and only, and Hashem's kingship and Hashem's authority is the only authority. They don't subjugate themselves. They don't accept the authority of Hashem. Decide to do what they want. They'll, they'll do what they want to do. Call to Chaser Shoyletas. Then we are lacking plentitude. We are lacking good. We are the, the Bria does not receive blessing from Hashem. Why? Because instead of blessing and bounty from God, which comes from a state of the, the, the entire world being 
in basking in Hashem's light, we have brought darkness instead of light, and there's evil instead of good. What he's saying is like this, and he's going to build on this. It's uh, let's try to just detrunk what he's saying. He's saying that that um, it's not so much that when we listen to Hashem, Hashem is happy. Hashem gives us a pat on the head, and here's on the head, and here's a lollipop. You know that it's that it's um, it's an action and reaction. It's not so much that when we don't listen to Hashem, Hashem says, you've been very bad now, you have to go sit in the corner. Hashem picks us up and puts us in the corner. You have to go to time out. Hashem puts us in time out. Not so much um, action and reaction, reward and punishment, as much as it's a direct consequence. That's the idea that Ramchal is building over here. A direct consequence. Directly consequential um to uh, of um, to to our actions is the state of affairs of this world. When we act as those loyal subjects of God, we and the entire universe, when humanity accepts Hashem as the king, proclaims Hashem as the king, admits that Hashem is the king, and therefore follows suit to Hashem's instructions and wills the king, we are making the world an illuminated place. We are tuning all the all the um, receiving stations to the right channel and all Hashem's light illumination is able to broadcast its way into the world because we have found the right frequency to tune all the stations to by accepting Hashem's authority. We're doing it. So automatically the world becomes a place filled with light. When there's Hashem's light, there's blessing and bounty and there's all cult of Selah. There is tranquility. There's utopia. Not that so much as a much deeper and richer idea than Hashem saying, "Oh, you put on tzitzis today, and you told the world about tzitzis. Here's uh, I'm so proud of you. Here's a big lollipop." It's much more than much more, um, much deeper than that, and 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 we're much more involved than that. When the child gets a reward from his parent, he's not really involved. He's just he's he's earning his parents' praise, making his parents proud of him. The reward is really coming completely from the parents. And it really, it's the parents' whim and will to reward, to not reward. The parent just decides because the parents are in a good mood to give the lollipop. It really was coming from the parent, not from the child. And punishment as well. You know, a child does the wrong thing. The parent could have, could punish that because the parent gets angry. The parent could overlook that because the parent doesn't feel like punishing right now. Here, it's a, it's completely consequential and directly resulting from our actions. Again, when we, when we are accepting Hashem, proclaiming Hashem to the world, as a king, and that the world accepts that proclamation, and the world understands that proclamation, admits that proclamation, and works with that proclamation, we, as citizens of the universe, have tuned the universe to the right frequency. We're allowing Hashem's light to come in. With light comes blessing and all that is good. When we break out of Hashem's authority, and we ignore it, we say, well, you know, that's what God says, but, but you know, we feel differently. We have a different approach to life, or... We don't even maybe accept who said that God said something. Who is this God person altogether, right? We are pirating those broadcasting stations. We're tuning it to anything but the right frequency. It's tuned to the wrong frequencies. And there's a lot more wrong frequencies than right frequencies. Like that, you know, in, in spiritual terms as well. A lot more wrong frequencies than right frequencies. And we're jamming the stations. We're jamming the stations. Hashem's light can't get in. Hashem's light doesn't penetrate. There's darkness instead of light. And it automatically produces a world which is 
which is a world of discord, a world of dystopia, instead of instead of utopia, a world of disorder instead of order, a world of chaos instead of a world of harmony. We're doing it directly as a result of our actions. We're going to see that Shema is one step at a time fine-tuning the frequencies that are within our control. Okay? And just to, to, to make things very clear, it's not all or nothing. It's not that either the world is in its entirety tuned to the right station, right frequency, it's all light, or the world is in entirely in a place of the, the stations being jammed, the frequencies being blocked, and it's a world of darkness, and not like one or the other. It's always very complicated. You know, here, they're tuned to the right station, here there's light coming in, here there's darkness, here there's light mixed with darkness, here there's mostly darkness, a little light, here there's mostly light, a little darkness. It's like that everywhere, but that's why we're always making a difference. So, says the Ramchal. So, these are deep ideas, but let's, let's continue. The world is directly responsible and directly involved and, and, and directly determining if the light is coming in, Hashem's light, Hashem's illumination, or darkness instead. What we decide to do in the world directly determines what the world's going to look like in all aspects of the world. Upper and lower, that means in the spiritual realm, not just the physical realm, the spiritual realm as well. How we choose to act down here is determining if in the spiritual realm that's, that, 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 that is, you know, way above everything that happens down here, weather patterns and crops and droughts and natural disasters and natural um, bounty is determined by the kaychas up there, by the, the heavenly heavenly forces and the heavenly hosts. So we're affecting that also. That's also, you know, we're determining if there's light up there, if there's darkness up there. There, there are thunderstorms. Or is it clear skies? Clear, beautiful, sunny skies? <laughs> those that send power for, uh, uh, along and those that are affected by that power. <laughs> the state of whether God's kingship is known or not known, proclaimed or not proclaimed, and accepted or not accepted, that's only coming from us. That's not happening up there. That's coming from us and not from them. What comes from us and it affects them up there. These concepts we've explained already early in the Sefer at length. What's relevant for us right now? If Hashem is going to indeed be present and indeed shine forth and burst forth with His, his, his illumination, and Hashem's light is going to come forth, and there will be, there will be he'ores upon him, illumination, lichtikite of God. Like we said, that automatically confers goodness and tranquility, and and peace in our times and all things that are good. That again, that creates a proliferation, an abundance of Hashem's. Uh, so to speak, existence down here, Hashem's purity down here, Hashem's values down here, and when Hashem's light is present, Hashem's values are present, Hashem's existence is present and known, the, the, the last and next step of that, next and last step is, the the forces of evil and darkness are held at bay, and and, and, and all their weight and force is taken away from them, 
by virtue of the fact that Hashem is present. The Kaychas Hara are not present, are unable to have any power because of the fact that Hashem is present. They can't run amok. All the powers of evil and the powers of suffering have no power right now. Their power is being pushed out of the way, driven out of the way from Hashem's presence. If, however, we don't have that state of Hashem's illumination, Hashem's light, Hashem's presence here. Hashem is not known. What happens in the, the converse? Hashem does not reveal himself to the Bri Hashem is not present, the Bri Hashem's existence is not known. And not here. Doesn't reveal his authority. The When Hashem's not present, automatically the powers of evil and darkness are present and they have are given power. And again we have all this much earlier in the Sefer that there's always Ulum Yamats that when Hashem is present, there's no room, there's no ability for the evil to be present. Hashem's power is, is, um, and Hashem's revelation, Hashem's ha'aras panim, Hashem's gilu yichudai, disallows there to be any power, any presence, any existence to the kaychazara. But, to the degree that Hashem is absent, that is automatically what gives rise to the kaychazara. Hashem is absent, so to speak, they are, they have a presence, and they have a power. The Chol told us in Yinazeh, Hoi vayis b'chol malkam shehein shayach hasham, v'klal kol arayis hanem tzayis v'aylam. Wherever they can be present, they are present, and that's how things work, that's how things have been set up since time immemorial. Okay, so that's a big idea, that's that's the foundation to taking that back to Shema. How the world works, Hashem's presence and absence, the, the, and that balance between k'ichas ha-tumen, k'ichas ha-taro, k'ichas ha-kedusha, and k'ichas ha uh, the powers of, of, of light, the powers of darkness, Hashem's own power, Hashem's presence, and Hashem's absence, and it's always one or the other, and, it, and it's in degrees where there's one, the, the other lacks, when the other one rises, the other one is pushed out of the way. Getting now, now we swing back to Shema. Kla Yisrael every day on a daily basis re, is, is, is focused and is Enforcing and reinforcing this idea. This idea of what? What we start off with. Hashem's presence, Hashem's oneness, Hashem's unity, that Hashem is one and one and only. We're always reiterating that. And we're always living that. And we're always reminding ourselves of that and proclaiming that to the world. The idea that we start off with, that when it's only Hashem, there's only Hashem's illumination, there's no room for anything else. We're doing that on a daily basis, on an individual level, making that proclamation. And we're also constantly accepting twice a day Hashem's authority upon us. And we admit to Hashem being one and one only. To the degree that we are doing that, Hashem is present in the world. We are bringing Hashem into the world. We are bringing that illumination in. We are tuning the receiving stations to the right station wherever we're able to do that, to the right frequency. It's the right frequency. You know, there's myriads of stations with myriads of possibilities and the ones that are within our control and our reach, when we say, I just, you know, went into the huge, you know, control room and I found one more monitor and I got that to the right frequency. There's a little bit more light in the world. A little bit more light in the world where there wasn't. Every single day. And in that little area where I brought a little bit more light in, there's slightly less room, and there's slightly less power and strength to the kaychas harats, the powers of evil and forces of darkness, I've sub- subdued them ever so slightly with that shema. 
So with this morning Shema, if we did it right, if we said, Hashem, Elokei Hashem, Echad Hashem, you are one and one only, your authority is the only authority, your power is the only power, your will is the only true will, and I accept it upon myself, we unjammed the station. We set it to the right frequency, and there's more illumination in the world, and we do that twice a day. Why are we doing twice? I said that, uh, we, so we said, because the day cycles through nighttime and, 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 and uh, daytime, and there's different powers going on, and there's different... Uh, Arrangements in the world, so both through the, the daytime um, activities, we're saying Hashem is one and one only in everything we see in the day, and at night also Hashem is one and one only through everything that we see at night. That's why we do it twice a day. Excellent question. Okay. Um, we are bringing bracha down to the world every day, ever so slightly, twice a day. We're bringing a little bit more bracha in by finding one more station and unjamming it, getting rid of the pirates. The private broadcasters. And when we testify to the oneness of God, we say, Hashem, you are one and one only, you're the only authority, the only power. Hashem responds in kind. Hashem is now uplifted, proclaimed in that oneness. Hashem is pouring a little bit more of his light into this world because I have brought Hashem a little bit more into the world by proclaiming Hashem is one and one only to the world. Amazing idea. We're really doing quite a lot. We're actively bringing light into the world. We're actively, again, is the right visualization over here is there's this huge control tower with monitors that are controlling every aspect of everything in creation, both the upper worlds and the lower world, both spiritual and physical, every level of... of um, power that's in charge of a level below it there's a monitor behind every single one of these every day when we say Shema, every time we say Shema so this control tower this control room, the broadcasting station is, is um, and unfortunately Gullus has been pirated by all the by all the powers, powers of darkness and evil when we say Shema, every time we say Shema we're sending it a little bit more straight where, where we are aligning the frequencies ever ever so more slightly in the right direction and now the right picture comes in crisp and clear. And that picture is Hashem's light, Hashem's illumination. And that's coming into the world, bringing blessing and mounting into the world. We're, we're doing that actively. When we do Shema the right way, again, this all is a result of doing Shema the right way. Really proclaiming Hashem's Yichud, understanding what Hashem's Yichud means, and really accepting Hashem's Malchus and understanding what accepting Hashem's Malchus means. We do it the right way. We're actively illuminating the world. Bring that illumination in. Um, we are, we are um, again bring the world closer to its destiny, to its tikkun um, by um, by uh, saying Shema and proclaiming that it's really Hashem. We are fulfilling actively Hashem's. Rotten Hashem's interest in this world, which is establishing the world um, in its proper course, in its state that Hashem's illumination can be provided. Okay, that is, um, I think, a very big idea, something to digest over here. We're all, we, we read most of this paragraph, but uh, the, the final, let's say, quarter of the paragraph is going to be uh, one more, taking this one further step that's built off of this. So I think we will hold off on that for tomorrow. It's a good place to stop for today.
allow ourselves time to let that percolate a little bit. And um, everyone should have a wonderful day. We'll continue with Hashem tomorrow.